Hey, it's Ethan Meyer, and welcome to my podcast, A Kaleidoscopic Mind. This is the debut episode for this podcast. It's brand new. Um, You may be asking yourself, why am I starting a podcast in 2022 in a very congested marketplace? And honestly, I don't have a good response to that. Um, I used to do a podcast before this. And, uh, I really, you know, I really enjoyed the whole aspect of podcasting. So when that one kind of fell through, you know, I still had all the equipment and gear and, and, uh, so yeah, just decided to start up another one, a solo endeavor. Um, I kind of want to use this podcast as sort of a diary, like an audio diary of sorts. Um, it doesn't have like a a purpose. It doesn't have like a focused purpose where I'm going to be talking about, um, the news or specific, uh, genres of anything. This is pretty, pretty open-ended. Um, it's kind of a podcast about everything and nothing (laughs) to to be quite frank. Um, so for this for this debut episode, I figured the best thing to do is kind of a little bit of a uh, about me um, sort of episode since it's the first one. Um, so what I did is I uh, got a list of questions here that I'm going to go through and give my answers to, and I actually got this list from a uh, uh, from online from a website about the best questions to ask on a first date. <laughs> I figured those are, that's kind of the, uh, the closest comparison to this as possible. This is, uh, let's consider this our first date with me and all you, uh, all you listeners. And hopefully by the end of the episode, you guys have a better idea of, you know, who I am and what I'm about. Hopefully these questions, um, kind of open that book up for you a little bit. Um, at the end of the episode, I, I'll you know I'll talk a little bit more if there's any if there's any other loose ends that weren't addressed and kind of give you an idea of what to expect from the podcast moving forward. So, but bef- you know, before that, I say we just go ahead and dive into these uh, to these uh, questions here and just get started. Um, like I said off the top, I'm Ethan Meyer. Um, I'm to give us the briefest of bios. Um, I'm a husband. I'm a father of two. I have 10 year plus years of experience in marketing and advertising. And as of August, 2020, I have been a stay at home dad with my, uh, my son and, uh, he's two. And then my wife and I are expecting our daughter in December. So kind of another reason why I wanted to do this podcast is it's kind of a way for, it's kind of a creative outlet for me. Um, being a stay at home dad with a two year old, um, gets pretty, um, tedious. Um, not to say I don't love spending time with my son cause I do. He's amazing. He's the best, but you don't get a lot of adult conversations with a, uh, a toddler. And by the time my wife gets home, you know, bless her heart. She doesn't want to listen to all my ramblings about nothing. Um, so that's what you guys get to listen to is my ramblings. So, 
But yeah, let's go ahead and start with uh, these questions here for our, our for our date. Um, question one: Where did you grow up? I grew up in southeast Missouri and a small town, a very very small town. Um, I've always lived in Missouri. Um, it's not the most exciting of states. Um, there's really not a whole lot. I mean, I, like I said, I grew up in a small town, so small town vibes. If you've lived in a small town, you know that it comes with a territory that kind of everyone knows who you are. Um, there is no, there's no escaping it. There's no going out in public and not having someone stop and talk to you or know who you are, know your dog's name, know where you work. You know, like it's, it's one of those things. Um, some people like that. I don't. Um, I've always been sort of an introvert. I like uh, more of a big city feel where I can just go out and no one knows who the fuck I am and they don't really care. Um, in a small town, you don't really get that. Um, so, so yeah. Um, but like I said, I've always been. I've always lived in Missouri, and outlook is uh, pretty much the same. I don't. Don't really have any plans of leaving Missouri. Um, not that I have, not that we have roots or anything, but we just don't have anything on the table to leave. So, next question: Where's the best place you visited? Um, so my previous job, I got to travel a lot. Um, with, um, I was basically filming for a saltwater fishing brand. So a lot of work on the coasts, um, primarily the East Coast, uh, like the Northeast and, you know, Florida and um, the Gulf and that kind of stuff. Um, one of my, I guess one of my favorite places that I've been to, and I've actually gone there quite a bit just because I actually really enjoy it, is uh, Chicago. Um, I... Like I said, I've always liked the uh, the vibe of a city, the hustle and bustle of a city. I like Chicago just because it's one of the prettier cities that I've been to. It's got amazing parks. It's got an amazing skyline. It's right there on the lake. Um, public transportation there is also really good. I would always take the train there, and then it's a fairly walkable city. Or you know, taking the the, the transit throughout Chicago pretty much gets you wherever you need to be. Um, the food scene there is incredible. Um, I would, so I was, I was a vegan for a long time and that was initially why I went to Chicago because they had a really big vegan food festival. So I'd go there quite a bit just to go to that. And the city itself has a lot of like vegan and vegetarian friendly, like restaurants that were really cool to hit up. Um, since that time, I've downgraded back to vegetarian. Um, I find that that's kind of like a, a happy sweet spot for me to be. Um, my wife, uh, she's vegan and gluten-free still, and so is uh, my son. So I still primarily eat a lot of vegan and gluten-free meals, but um, especially with my last job traveling a lot, it was a lot easier being vegetarian eating in, you know, terminals and 
being able to get meals like uh, before we get out on you know on a shoot or something it was just a lot easier to find stuff to be a little bit more flexible being vegetarian than being like full-on vegan so it made that a lot easier but yeah um best place to visit probably chicago um there's a time and a place in my life where i thought i was going to move there um i don't really see that in the cards now or at least not in the near future but yeah it was it's a really cool place um I also, for the briefest of trips, went to New York City. I was literally there for <laughs> hours, landed at uh, LaGuardia, took an Uber into the city to, uh, oh, fuck, where was it? Tribeca, I guess. I, I had to do a, a shoot for this, like, uh, clothing design. Uh, these, like, two girls, they... Um, we're going to do the design for this this uh, brand that I work for. They were designing the uh, clothing for it. So we just did like a behind-the-scenes video. So I basically just flew into New York to film some interviews with them and some behind-the-scenes stuff and literally flew out the same day. So I was in New York for maybe eight hours, eight to ten hours. Um, but it was – the time I was there, I it was incredible. Um, New York pizza is fucking amazing, and it's on like every corner. Jeez, just – you know, dollar, dollar sliced pizza that's the size of a dinner plate. It's, it's incredible. Um, so yeah, definitely want to go back to New York. There's plenty of places on a list that I want to go and visit, but places that I've have, have been that have been really cool is definitely, um, especially since I've been to Chicago a lot more and I've seen more of it. I would have to put that number one, but I definitely want to go back to New York. Um, all right, next question here. What would be your dream breakfast in bed? Um, oh boy. Um, so some of my favorite breakfast items is biscuits and gravy, but I don't know if I'd want to eat biscuits and gravy in bed. I don't. The idea of eating breakfast in bed in general is kind of gross. I don't know if I'd want to eat certain food items in bed because you're inevitably gonna get crumbs and. And whatnot in your in your sheets or your pillow or your blankets or whatever and it just seems kind of even if you have one of those little you know trays or whatever it's still gonna be a fucking mess um so i don't know what's a what's a breakfast item that you can eat in bed that would be the least like not cereal especially with a two-year-old i feel like he would just come running in there jump in bed i'd you know shake the bed and then i'm wearing my cereal instead of eating it so i don't know my dream breakfast in bed is to not have breakfast in bed. <laughs> I guess I don't know. <laughs> I just it just seems that just seems like a, an accident waiting to happen. Um, what's the last movie you watched? Last movie I watched uh, was recently. I went to the theaters with a buddy of mine and we watched uh, Jordan Peele's newest movie, Nope. Um, I you can say that I'm a huge like film nerd a cinephile if you will um i love film and i that's initially what i wanted to do like growing up i wanted to be a filmmaker i went to college to study film um i've got to work on a few film sets granted they were like b films like just like these like uh low budget horror movies but still like being able to just like be active on a set and not just a PA where you're getting someone their coffee or running cables or something like actually like, you know, I 
basically was the DP. I was a assistant camera and and uh, assistant to the DP and stuff like that. So I actually got to like do some camera work and and uh, whatnot. But you know the movies, <laughs> they are where they are. They're they're it's, they're not some powerhouse film. But um, I never really. I never really cracked into the industry and uh, where I'm at in my life now. I don't really think that's going to happen. So I'm perfectly fine just enjoying movies and not making them. Um, but yeah, I love, I, I, love, I love movies. I love watching movies. I love dissecting them, especially from a technical level, less so from like a writing or plot. Uh, you know, that's more of my... Uh, it's more of my sister's field being an English teacher. She cares more, way more about the uh, story and the characters and the writing. And I care way more about the cinematography and the lighting and, and uh, you know, all the, all the technical stuff about how it's achieved. Um, but anyways, yeah, I went and watched Nope. Um, I really like Jordan Peele's movies. I like that he's, uh, you know, he writes and directs his own stuff. Um this last one without getting too much like not getting too into it um i mean it was really good it was very much like a melting pot of like some like old spielberg sort of films like uh close encounters of the third kind meets jaws um if you've seen the movie you know exactly what i'm talking about and if you haven't seen the movie you definitely should it's really good um especially watching it in theaters it's uh it's definitely an experience I would say that's cool for the for watching on the big screen. I mean it was filmed with IMAX cameras, so if you can watch it in IMAX, that's probably even better. I didn't get to. We don't have an IMAX theater um, here where I live, but and I'm not driving two hours to watch a movie in IMAX. At least not at least not that. I don't know. I've never actually seen a film in IMAX that wasn't a documentary through like a museum or something. So. Still on, a, still on my bucket list. Um, all right, next question here. What would you do if you won the lottery? Oh, boy. Um, I don't know. I'm pretty... I'd like to say I'm pretty fiscally responsible. Um, another word for that is cheap. I don't treat myself very often. I don't buy a lot of things. Um, I'm willing to, you know, do without and, and save some money as a, cause I'm always, I'm always expecting the other shoe to drop. So let's say I spend a couple hundred dollars and buy myself some, you know, some unnecessary, you know, thing like a, like a console or a new TV or sound system or, you know, some shit that I don't actually need. As soon as I do that, my fear is that like something in my car will break down or an appliance will break and then like that money could have been used to fix that stuff. So that's kind of has always been my mindset. I feel like I get that from my mom. She was also very um, fiscally responsible, more sensible um, growing up. So, but if I won the lottery and just got dumped with a bunch of cash, I probably would do because... I'm pretty sure with a lottery, can't you choose to get like smaller payouts throughout like a course of like an X amount of time, or you can just take the lump sum. And I think most people take the lump sum. I would probably do the smaller payouts, um, extended. 
um, over like what is it like a year or two years or something like that and then just that money would essentially just you know go into like either savings or maybe like investments or something like that i'm not the person that's going to win the lottery and go buy a fucking mcmansion and a bunch of cars blow all the money and then like at the end of the year when your property taxes come around and you're working at McDonald's and you can't afford all this stupid shit and it all gets repossessed and then you're back to being broke. Like that, <laughs> that seems to be the course for a lot of lottery winners. Um, and frankly, like I don't see what people like about big houses. Um, I, I'm, I guess I'm more of like modest. Cause I, when I see a big house, I just sit there and think of the maintenance of this, of it. And like, having to clean it because I don't I don't want to fucking hire I don't want people running around my house cleaning shit um I just don't want strangers running around my house I don't want gardeners like I don't want any of that I'd rather handle all this stuff myself and I have this if I have this huge mansion then I'm the one that has to clean the shit and that sounds awful so I'd rather just have like a a, a modest size house that's got nice stuff in it and it's clean and it's you know but the exact size that I need, not, I don't need 30 bedrooms, you know, <laughs> so, and with cars, like, I don't know, I don't, I'm not the, like, I want to consider myself a gearhead, um, I appreciate cars, and I like cars, but I'm not the person that's going to stock up and have a bunch of cars for the occasional, like, Sunday drive, get the hot rod out, or whatever, like, I'd rather just have, like, my primary car, and have it be a nice car, you know, like a, get like a nice Mercedes or, or, you know, or, you know, something of something in that realm. Um, especially now having kids, like you gotta have like a, like a, I don't want a minivan. I don't want to be the, <laughs> I drove a minivan for my last job and yeah, I don't, I don't want to go back to that. I don't care how many kids I have. I don't, I'm not driving a minivan. I rather have just like a nice SUV. Um, so yeah, if I won the lottery, it would probably just go to savings or paying off, depending on the sum of the lottery. Like if it was like the the main national pot where it's like millions or whatever, like I'd pay off debts depending on how much it was, you know, maybe help out um, my parents pay off their debts so they can just, you know, they don't have to worry about their shit, help my sister out with hers. And then all anything left over just goes into savings or invested or whatever that'd probably be what i would do i i wouldn't buy a bunch of nonsense what's your ideal sunday my ideal sunday i guess granted this is only this is only apt from september to january but my ideal sunday is when football's on and that's all i want to do from like 10 a.m. till 10 p.m. I just want to sit. I want to be left the hell alone with a bunch of snacks, and I just want to watch football all damn day. Like, that's that's my ideal Sunday. When the summer hits, and like spring, summer, and there's no football on, Sunday just turns into, you know, housework and <laughs> going grocery shopping and mowing the yard and all that ilk, all the stuff that, you know, that I don't care about. But once the fall and winter gets here, yeah, that's Sunday's like the best day to just sit around and watch football all day. I love football. Been watching it my whole life. The same team. 
I, I mean, I watch all football games, but I do have. I'm, I am a Rams fan. I always have been. Um, it's not a bandwagon thing, just because they won the Super Bowl this past year. Like I've, I've suffered through all the shit years with all the terrible coaching and and just lousy seasons. Like I, I'm not a bandwagoner. I don't, you know, I'm not. I don't do that. I did. I live in Missouri. I, didn't, I never jumped on the Kansas City bandwagon once. Once they started becoming relevant again, like I always, I always stuck with my Rams through all the shitty years, and now they're finally worth watching. So it's even my Sundays are even better now. Um, so yeah, how would you? How would your best friend describe you? <laughs> probably an asshole or overly critical like tough exterior kind of a critical exterior but you know i've got a heart of gold like i am very i am very empathetic to uh and and very caring for like my close friends and, and family but i am i do understand that i have a uh a kind of tone or a like a sarc or sarcasm to me that kind of turn that can turn a lot of people off especially just meeting me um i like to i don't know most people most people see my like sarcasm as like being an asshole but it's mostly just me like i kind of revert back to sarcasm when i feel uncomfortable in a situation which is pretty often because like i said i am an introvert i don't do well in groups i don't do well at large parties um i definitely don't do well being surrounded by people i don't know um i tend to just like shut down and begin just kind of people watch or listen i'm not i'm not someone who like needs the center of attention um i in fact i avoid avoid that um I'm not the best at like meeting new people and making new friends. Most of my friends, you know, I've been friends with them for 10, 15, 20 years. And I can't tell you the last time I made a new friend that would, I, I would actually consider a friend and not like a colleague or, a, you know, a coworker or whatever, you know, acquaintance. Um, got a lot of acquaintances and like sh- shit like that. But, you know, as soon as the work day's over, like you don't talk. <laughs> so you're not really how 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 you know on the friend rankings how high can you be if you know you only talk at work that kind of thing um it's kind of another reason why this uh, podcast exists is it's gonna help me um with my uh, speaking skills and being more social and kind of getting out of my shell a little bit and just you know putting myself out there um Especially being a stay-at-home dad, you don't really realize um, how lonely it can get being stuck inside, you know, especially during a pandemic and, you know, being isolated for so long. And, you know, granted, I got, you know, I'm here with my my son and that's great. But like I said, you don't, you don't really get to hang out with other adults and have other adult conversations and, and you don't get a lot of like socialization in that way being a stay-at-home dad and 
you know, doing it during a pandemic. It's kind of like a double whammy in that regard. So this podcast is going to, you know, keep my tongue loose. And and uh, so when I do actually get back out there, I'm not like a, a total, like, <laughs> fucking moron again about how to interact with people. Um, all right, next question. What's the last book you read? Um, let me see here. I actually keep track of... I'm that weird guy that like keeps lists for like uh for like content that i that i like you know consume like i have a list of all the films i've watched and it's by year and same with you know read books and finished video games and and what and documentaries and tv shows like i have lists for all this shit so the last book that i read was the hero with a thousand faces by joseph campbell it's kind of his uh breakdown of uh the hero's journey which is like you know it's a it's a plot device um and he just he describes what the hero's journey is he breaks it down each kind of like step in the way and then he pulls examples throughout basically human history um and all time all types of stories from all across the globe and throughout time to kind of help you know a you know, establish these different uh, parts through the hero's journey. Um, it was really good. It's a very, it's a very dense book. Um, but it's, it's also very, uh, intriguing. So anybody who's interested in, um, you know, uh, plot devices and arcs and, or just, uh, like literary, literary history, like I would say to check it out. It also kind of shows that the idea of like, you know, when people talk about, um, and I'll be like, oh, well, you know, that, that idea is not original or that story is not original or it, this book kind of helped show me that like <laughs> most things aren't original and everything is kind of taken from something. Um, it just kind of depends on how much you take and how much you reinterpret, um, you know, for me, especially with film, uh, originality has never really interested me. It's more about execution um, because I've kind of always understood that, like, all stories kind of pull from something. It's just how good they can, um, you know, make their version of it, com you know, compared to a previous version of the same sort of, like, storyline or whatever. Um that execution is that matters more to me than the idea of something being wholly original because that concept is just you know not as uh, not as cut and dry as you might think, um, especially after reading uh, Joseph Campbell and you realize like holy shit like <laughs> so much of so much of stories bleed across culture and time so it's. It makes it even more. It makes it even less of a, a an issue. The idea of original content. Um, all right. Next question. How do you spend Friday nights? This is definitely for a first date. <laughs> um, I mean, shit. As a parent, now, the idea like fr Friday nights no different than a Tuesday night, and no different than any other night. You. 
once you're a parent, you're kind of you're in a routine, and that routine is is, is law, you know. And especially now, like my wife and I, we our family doesn't live around us, so we don't have the the luxury of like dropping the kids off of the grandparents and and hitting the town or or whatever like you know like we used to before we had kids so it's pretty much just us um so yeah i mean a friday night like we just kind of stick to the routine and after kids are in bed and everything settles down we kind of just we'll turn on some tv we'll turn on a show we'll watch a movie or sometimes we'll just go to bed if we're too dog tired you know so yeah not very exciting Number 12, what's your love language? <laughs> uh, so I've done this uh, test a, a few times um, throughout the years. And my number one thing has always been the same. Um, it's uh, quality time. That's always been important to me. I don't give a shit about gifts. Um, I don't give a shit about people doing things for me. I just like quality time. I think it's always been quality time and uh, I think words of affirmation was like number two, you know, anything to help, you know, to, for my like insecurities, you know, telling me that I'm doing a good job or <laughs> saying that, oh, that shirt looks good on you. Like that stuff helps. Um, but yeah, quality time has always been number one for me. Um, so yeah. What are you currently binging on Netflix? Um, well, I don't binge anything. I've never been I've never been a binger. Even before I had kids and I had all the free time in the world, I never really binged shows. Um, but the most current show that I just watched on Netflix was uh, The Sandman, from uh, you know based on Neil Gaiman's graphic novels and it was adapted by Gaiman and I think David S. Goyer. Um, so we just, my wife and I just finished that and it was a really good show. I really liked it. Um, it's not perfect. It's got some, it's got some failings here and there, some stuff that didn't quite hit some kind of some lousy acting here and there and some kind of underwhelming writing, but the core characters, um, you know, the Sandman himself, Morpheus, like, and like his kind of, entourage of characters like they're all great um it's one of the more like imaginative and creative shows that i've seen in a while especially in the fantasy space um so i would definitely like i would recommend it to anybody who's especially a fan of um that genre of stuff you know fantasy um it's really good but like i said it's you know it's not some i wouldn't consider it a masterpiece um they definitely have some things they can work on but it's definitely one of the better things that I've watched on Netflix. For the most part, Netflix kind of underwhelms me. So, but yeah, I would, I would definitely check out Sandman. It's 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 worth watching. It's it's short too. Um, I think it's nine or ten episodes with a bonus episode, but not all of them are super long. I think on average they're like forty minutes. So it's a pretty quick watch. Um, we just watched an episode a night, so we kind of just knocked it out in like, a, or maybe there was a couple nights we watched two. But I think we just knocked it out in like a week. So, but yeah, it was good. Um, just started watching uh, House of the Dragon um, this past Sunday. So that's going to be my new show for now until uh, 
that's over, which I think that's supposed to run until like close to end of October. So that'll keep me that'll keep me satisfied um, for a while. I'm a big Game of Thrones fan, and I was sort of skeptical when House of the Dragon was announced. Anytime they do spinoffs of an established show, I always kind of get a little skeptical of its uh, if it, if it's completely necessary for it to exist or if it's just kind of like cashing in on the popularity of an IP. But I am happy to report that at least the first episode of House of the Dragon is amazing. Um, it's definitely reminiscent of early Game of Thrones before it went way into like, you know, early Game of Thrones was kind of more of just like, like the conflicts were smaller and more like, um, internal, everything's kind of focused on like power and, and betrayal and, you know, stuff like that. It wasn't the later seasons kind of turned into like into the world, you know, it was way more like high fantasy, like fighting, you know, dragons fighting cold zombies and, you know, that kind of shit, which is fine. That was all good. That was, you know, that was, that was entertaining too. But I think what made Game of Thrones great was the more like small, small scale stories and the, the intrigue of those, uh, of more like the, um, character, character conflicts as opposed to like the large scale ones so and house of the dragon is very much more character driven and it's basically all about the fall of uh the of, of, of a family's like bloodline essentially so but it was good uh, you know it's hbo so you expect the quality to be up there with like production values and same composer from game of thrones so the music is very you know, it's very similar. It's even got like a, like some, some notes in there and some riffs in there that are straight out of, um, the original series. So it kind of helps tie everything together. And so yeah, it was really, it's really good. I'm really excited for it now. Um, all right, let's see what else we got here. Are you a morning person? No, no, not at all. Um, my son wakes up between six and six thirty. And I get up with them. We go out to the living room. I make I make them some breakfast, and then I lay on the couch and kind of veg out why he eats his breakfast until I get a second to make myself some coffee. Like I am a terrible, terrible morning person. I don't start functioning until about ten a.m., um, which is crazy because. Uh, I used to have this job where I worked for a news station, a like a, a seat, like a local news station, and uh, I had to work on the morning show. So I had to be at work at three thirty in the morning, and I would work until nine a.m. And so I basically had to be a morning person because I was getting up and going and running an audio board for this news program. And uh, and the job before I had before that. I had to be an evening person because I was a projectionist, a film projectionist for a local theater, and I would always work nights. So I'd go in at 5 p.m. and I'd get off at like 2, 3 in the morning, depending on when the last movie got done. So I've my body has never had a steady uh, sleep. I've never had a steady like circadian rhythm. I've never had 
steady sleep patterns. I've even been, you know, I'm either a night owl or a forced morning person. And then now I'm kind of back to being a night owl. Um, kind of the, the thing is now is, you know, my, my son goes to bed and then about an hour or two later, my wife goes to bed cause you know, she has to get up early and go to work. So I stay up late. So that's another reason why I'm not a morning person anymore is cause like that little hour I have at night when everyone's asleep, that's kind of like my time to do whatever I want to do, watch whatever I want or play some video games or just, you know, veg out, watch the Simpsons, you know, that kind of, <laughs> that kind of <laughs> That kind of thing. So yeah, currently not a morning person, but I guess I have been in the past, but yeah, not now. Um, do you like spicy food? I do. I love spicy food. Um, I've noticed though, as I've gotten older, that my body doesn't love spicy food, um, which is, which kind of sucks because I've always, you know, I grew up in a household where we, you know, besides my mom, you know, my sister, my dad, have always been in, big into spicy food with hot sauces and um you know we put hot we like hot sauce was like the condiment of choice growing up it was like hot sauce and mustard like you put those two things on everything like we weren't a ketchup and mayonnaise and all that bullshit like ranch all those other lousy condiments that people like like no it was always hot sauce and mustard um but like i said as i've gotten older like I can eat a spicy meal, but I regret it about an hour later or especially the next day. Um, I get real bad acid reflux. And it's, you know you're old when you got to like take a Prilosec before you eat, knowing like, oh, okay, we're going to have, you know, we have barbecue tonight or we're going to have some something with like hot sauce or buffalo wing sauce or whatever. So I better take a Prilosec so I don't, you know, my heart doesn't fucking explode after I eat this. So that's how you know you're getting old when you gotta start taking a pill before you before dinner. <laughs> uh, it's it sucks, but yeah, I do love I do love spicy food. What's the weirdest fact about you? Weird? Um, I don't know. Weirdest fact about me. I don't know. I don't know if I would consider. Um, I don't know. I don't think I have any. F I'm kind of a boring person. So I don't really have like interesting facts or weird facts. I'm kind of just here. Kind of just another, another person, you know, just a face in the crowd. Kind of that's, if I had a memoir, that would, that would be its title. Face in the crowd. Like I've never stood out for good or bad, just kind of exist. <laughs> uh, last question here. What do you want to get better at? Um, podcasting. <laughs> yeah, I would like to get better at podcasting. I would like to get better at being a compelling person that people want to tune in and listen to. Um, because as of right now, that's not really a thing. It's part of the reason why I'm not super social is because I lack the confidence to be that center of attention, to garner all that attention on me. Because I feel like if I got all that attention on me, I wouldn't know what to fucking do with it. You know, like I don't, I'm, I'm not a good storyteller. I wouldn't have an anecdote to, to entertain a room. I, you know, I'm 
not funny enough to have like a tight five minutes of jokes to keep people in, engaged. Like I just, I don't, I lack all of those skills. So that is something I would like to get better at. It's just giving, you know, getting better at being um, interesting or social or yeah, any, any of those things um, would be nice <laughs> to, to improve upon. Um, but yeah, so yeah, that was the last question. Um, yeah, it's 40 minutes, 40 minutes in, 40 minutes. That's enough time to completely understand a person, right? You just, like, if this was a, a first date, I'm curious, uh, from your all's point of view, if, would there be, would there be a second date? <laughs> probably, probably not. I feel like I know how this story ends most, uh, most times, but if you do want to stick around, like I said, um, this podcast moving forward is essentially going to be like a, like a personal log. Um, I'm going to have, you know, there may be times where I come on here and it's going to be a, a themed show where I just talk about, you know, football or, or there may be an episode where it's just very anecdotal and it's about just my journey become, you know, being a parent, um, and all those, you know, trials and tribulations. It may just be a scattershot episode where I'm just like riffing off all these different uh, things from, you know, what's shit that's trending on Twitter and my in my space of interests and uh, news headlines and you know whatever. Like it's like I said, this this show's kind of that's why I call it a kaleidoscopic mind because. I very I have a very wide net of interests and not all of them coalesce um, or really make sense that they would all be you know that they would all exist in the same person um, it's 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 kind of hard to it's hard to find other people that have such a wide you know like a, a, a swath of interests like mine um, I have friends that can kind of hone in on one, but it's hard to find others with like the level of ADHD that I have where I can, you know, talk about like philosophy one minute and then, and then switch over to like power rankings for like NFL divisions. <laughs> so, um, so that's kind of the, like, that's kind of this, this, what this podcast is for is for me to just word vomit whatever you know whatever's on my mind because like it's, my wife doesn't want to listen to it you know she's cooking dinner she doesn't want me to to do like a, a, a list of like my favorite star trek movies or whatever or the best captains or why jean-luc picard is better than captain kirk like she doesn't want to listen to that shit so that's what this podcast is for um and and like I said, not every episode is going to be, you know, obviously they're not going to be the same, but like, you know, some will be more focused. Some will be, you know, kind of just, like I said, word vomit. Um, there'll be potentials for guests, especially if I have a, a, you know, a topic in mind that I have someone that can also like have interesting um, points of view on that same topic. Like there will be the potential of guests. You know, I mean, really anything is possible. So, 
So with that being said, I hope you guys uh, enjoyed this kind of uh, first episode, a little like behind the curtains of me, who I am, what I'm, you know, obviously you're not going to get all of it in 40 minutes, um, but you kind of get like a little bit of uh, a little little bit of a glimpse of uh, of what it's like being me and what I like and whatnot. Um, So, yeah, also. this podcast is, I'm planning to do it weekly, but we'll see. Um, it's kind of, it's kind of hard to have schedules for anything being a, uh, being a stay at home dad and taking care of a a young one, like things are going to pop up and you know, life happens. So like I said, I'm going to try and do it every week, but you know, we'll, we'll see how that goes. So So yeah, I'm going to sign off here. You guys have a good rest of your week and you'll hear from me again soon.